0: Farmers of Ontario, Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2019. It is that time of year when farmers are extremely busy in the fields. However, this year, Mother Nature did not follow that script. As of May 5th, only 23% of U.S. corn has been planted, compared to 36% last year and 46% over the last five years. Wet weather in the eastern Corn Belt has held planting up, and of course this is extended into Ontario and Quebec. The market has not shown much concern regarding this as U.S. producers have proved time and again how quickly they can get the crop in. With Mother's Day behind us, planting concerns will be an increasingly decisive factor within the grain market. On May 10th, the USDA released their latest U- USDA WASDE report, and for corn, new crop production is projected at 15.3 billion bushels, which would be the second largest crop on record. This bearish projection was followed by an increase in projected corn ending stocks of 2.485 billion bushels, which is the largest since 1987 and 88. The USDA is projecting 6.95 billion bushels of corn demand, going into feed, residual use, and industrial use, and 5.5 billion bushels for ethanol. The USDA is also projecting 2.275 billion bushels of corn to be exported in the new crop year, which is 25 million bushels less than last year. It was a very bearish report for corn. U.S. soybean production is set in to come in at 4.15 billion bushels, which is up 394 million bushels from last year. New crop soybean ending stocks were pegged at 970 million bushels. Old crop stocks were raised to 995 million bushels. The USDA also raised China's estimate for soybean imports up to 87 million metric tons, despite the fact that almost none of that will come from the United States unless there is a trade deal. The USDA also lowered the Brazil 2018-19 Brazil soybean production number to 117 million Metric tons and raised Argentinian production to 56 million metric tons, much higher than last year's 37.8 million metric tons. USDA put the total US wheat production in 2019 at 1.897 billion bushels, which is up from the 1.84 billion bushels last year. Now, on May 10th, the corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report. July 2019, corn futures were at 351 a bushel. The July 2015, soybean futures were at 809 dollars a bushel. And the July 2019, Chicago wheat futures closed at $4.24 a bushel. The Minneapolis July 2019 wheat futures closed at $5.12 a bushel, with the September 2019 contract closing at $5.21 a bushel. The nearby old futures, as of May 10th, closed at $61.60 a barrel, slightly up from the nearby futures of last month of $60.04 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on May 10th in the U.S. was $1.52, down from the $1.54 U.S. gallon in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on May 10th was 0.7453 U.S., less than the 0.7473 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. In Ontario, planting has been very sporadic. Generally speaking, wet weather has been so comprehensive across the province that planting has hardly started as of May 10th. Although there was some corn and sugar beets in the ground in mid-April in Ontario, there's been very little planted since then, and producers know the calendar grows long. There's been some corn and soybeans planted in eastern Ontario, and some in the lighter soils in Norfolk County. However, generally speaking, like much of the eastern corn belt, Ontario and Quebec have delayed planting because of wet weather. Ontario basis levels have been maintained in corn from the last market trends report, but fallen to some extent in soybeans. The ongoing trade war between the United States and China has been all encompassing for soybean basis levels in the United States, and that has drifted into Ontario. The collateral damage that Canada has suffered with the Chinese backing off canola and pork purchases is similar for our export bids. The situation does not warrant real good basis is fowler used for soybeans in Ontario. The Ontario corn situation is a little bit different, especially for new crop. Increased corn competition from Brazil and Argentina will surely be impacting our business in Europe. While last year we shipped quite a bit of Ontario corn into Europe, cheap will be the common denominator this year, as corn from the Ukraine, Argentina, and Brazil will surely be tough to beat. Much will depend on how things develop toward the end of the year. New crop basis values will be reflected of that, as well as potential for new crop corn, which for the most part now is still in the bag and you can look at all our Ontario grain prices by visiting the marketing section of our website. The bottom line is if we ever needed fresh news, it is now. Last month it looked like we couldn't get any more bearish than where we sat. However, it is more so now, partly because of the trade agreement not realized, and partly because of the USDA numbers that have more corn and soybeans on the ground in the United States. In the meantime, the market is seemingly ignoring the lack of planning progress as farmers struggle to get anything in the ground. What's it going to take to change the red price tide? Well, a couple of things come to mind, one being a trade agreement with China and renewed buying, and the other is reduced acres and reduced yield in U.S. fields this year. Last year, we had 176.6 bushels per acre of corn, and this figure would likely have to be below 170 bushels per acre to chip away at the 2.4 billion bushels of ending stocks. A trade agreement would be more of a long-term solution that is continually forbidden fruit for market bulls. In essence, there's lots of grain on the ground, and everybody can see it. The lowest hanging fruit in any trade tussle is always the easiest target, and agricultural commodities certainly seem to be one of them. In the United States, an easy target was American soybeans, and we know what has happened there. In Canada, in the crossfire of an American dispute with China over Huawei, We have lost market access for Canadian canola, soybeans, pork, and now dairy semen. This is happening at the same time where only six months ago Canadian soybean exporters were taking advantage of huge Chinese premiums for soybeans and replacing our own domestic requirements with cheaper American beans. That was unforeseen and is increasingly getting complicated. The complication lies in the fact that a trade agreement will likely be a very good thing, But be careful what you wish for. Trade agreements between the United States and China might open the markets back up, but China likely will have a long memory, having gone to other suppliers, principally Brazil and Argentina. These countries' soybean sector has been strengthened over the last year by their American competitors. At the same time, the complication might get worse if an American deal with China freezes out Canada. In other words... An American reconciliation with China might not do a thing for our problems with China as a trade partner. The Hawaii way issue might just live on. Now for corn, the May 10th USGA report added an extra layer of bearishness to the corn complex. By projecting 2.485 billion bushels of corn for ending stocks at the end of the year, when corn is hardly planted, does not give solace to corn farmers. Simply put, that is a lot of corn and there's only one way to reduce that projection. This would have to be a reduction in yield this year in the United States, as well as a reduction in acres planted. However, the acreage planted is projected to rise this year, and a reduction of yield is unlikely. Needless to say, there is a world of production risk ahead and nobody can paint the futures until it unfolds. The May 2019-July 2019 corn future spread is currently minus nine and a quarter cents as of May 10th. This is considered sideways. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trend higher into early June. Which makes this year such an anomaly so far. The July contract is currently priced in the 28th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, they continue to be dramatic. For instance, they have been living on every nuance and tweet that's coming along. Over the last several weeks, as prices have dropped, the wet weather in the United States is not helping because everybody knows if American farmers can't get the corn in, those acres will likely go into soybeans. With the 970 million bushel projected ending stocks, we don't need that for good prices. In the week leading up to May 10th, soybean futures prices were down 33 cents a bushel, which reflected the failed attempts at trade talks, which are now set to be kicked down the road, possibly toward November of 2020. In short, soybeans need a trade deal, and if not, a huge weather problem, both of which are unlikely. The May 2019, July 2019 soybean future spread as of May 10th is currently minus 12 and a quarter cents a bushel, which is considered sideways to down. The nearby spot contract is currently priced in the second percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, which means we are about at the lowest point in the last 11 years. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to trade higher into July but this means 2019 is an outlier. Wheat has the same old problem as it always does with too much of it around the world putting wheat at bearish price levels. Wheat planting in the United States is at its lowest level in over a century. It is true that the United States is a residual supplier of wheat to the world. It is also true that almost all major wheat growing areas in 2019 are looking at increasing production. It's much more of the same almost each month. In Ontario, there will be a lot less wheat acreage once farmers get into the field. In some areas, like Lambton County, much of the crop is not viable. Ditto for Chatham, Kent, and Essex. In fact, through much of the southwestern Ontario, the wheat crop is compromised. It was simply not a good fall and winter for Ontario wheat. It is a constant in the wheat market The supply exists almost everywhere and is supplemented at different times of the year, keeping the world price at bay. The higher U.S. dollars really hurt American wheat exports but other production areas like the Black Sea are increasingly prominent in wheat production. Eventually crops will be planted here in Ontario and farmers will need to think about planting wheat this fall. The hope will be for some type of light to shine on this market to give producers opportunity to price it profitably. Canadian dollar continues to salvage Ontario producers from even lower domestic prices. Canadian dollar hovering in the 74-cent level U.S. is one of the greatest stimuli we can have in these more of grained futures markets. Add 10 to 20 cents onto the loonie and Ontario cash prices will be much lower. In fact, a cash basis will be negative in many cases, redefining our flat price marketing opportunities. There is none of that on the horizon now as the Bank of Canada has maintained the interest rate at the status quo. With the American economy still growing over 3%, it is unlikely a big move up in the loonie is in the short term offing now keep in mind US corn acres are still projected at 92.8 million acres and US soybean acreage is pegged at 84.6 million acres which was a whopping 4.6 million acres below the last year's record of 89.2 million acres These March production estimates are the theory, but increasingly the weather is not letting that happen as corn planters are either stuck in the mud or not out of the shed yet. The conventional wisdom is that planting delays will switch more acres to soybeans, something nobody really wants. In any case, as we look ahead to the June 30th plantings report, any major shift in the corn and soybean acreage projection will likely have a major effect on futures price movement. The big test for Ontario farmers is to measure all of these market factors and attempt to continue to market profitably. It is certainly not easy, especially in the year when geopolitics continues to boil. Aside from the China trade talk, there are Brexit rumblings, North Korea projectiles, and American saber-rattling with Iran. All of those things could upset the apple cart. Having said that, a priority for Ontario farmers is likely to get planters in the field. 2.2 million acres of corn and likely 3 million acres of soybeans will get planted. Daily market intelligence will remain key. Even in this bearish market environment, there will likely be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2019. I'm Philip Shaw.